Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea, and I'm here today with my husband, Dustin, and (laughs) he's waving, but you can't see. Um, And we are in Luke and mostly John. Yeah, mostly Luke and John. Um, And we have Jesus healing uh, the blind man. We have some division among the Pharisees and Jesus causing division. So what stuck out to you, Dustin? Well, there's several things as you go through Luke 13. um, I think it's interesting that Jesus goes through and addresses different things that's going on within the church and what the Pharisees are teaching and trying to correct those things. And 13, 1 through 5, it looks like the Pharisees are kind of spreading some things that these individuals that were killed in Galilee and those who were killed when the tower fell on them were maybe worse sinners Hmm. than anyone else. And Jesus was just correcting that, saying, we're all in the same boat unless you repent. Right. And even, well, even we know that the Pharisees teaching that like healing somebody on the Sabbath was not actually in the original law. Like that's not something that God gave to uh, the Israelites as a law. They just added that. It's like their, their religiosity they added onto um, the law that God gave. Yeah. Their new traditions that they elevated to what they thought were equal with God's law. Right. And so we see this with the man who was born blind, which is a very long story, which is kind of unique. I think, as we're reading through the Gospels, a lot of these stories are very short and pithy, and like this has so much detail in it. Um, and we kind of see this whole storyline of this man who was born blind, and the disciples question about why was he born blind, and the Pharisees have issue with it, and his parents are brought in, and all these different things happen, um, and some really powerful lines in there. Um, so is there anything that stuck out to you in that story? I mean, it's a, it's a powerful story for sure. Um, just a quick side note. Uh, It's interesting to see maybe some of Jesus' personality here. Um, There's two situations where he healed on the Sabbath. And, you know, especially a lot of these situations, these individuals sit in the same spot every day for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. They're well known in the community. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus didn't have to, you know, just now met them, heal them on the Sabbath because that's the only time he was seeing them. He'd probably seen them a long time. So it's interesting (laughs) whether the point he was trying to make or different things, or maybe he's just trying to stir the pot a little bit, but I did, I kind of appreciated that from Jesus. Hmm. But something that's very powerful is John 9, 25. Uh, The man answered, I don't know whether he is a sinner. The man replied, but I know this, I was blind and now I can see. Hmm. And I think Jesus kind of reiterates that when he talks to the man and the man confesses, that he does believe Jesus is the Son of God. But in verse 41, it says, If you were blind, and he's talking to the Pharisees here, if you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty, mm-hmm. Jesus replied. But you remain guilty because you claim to see. So just two powerful verses that kind of hit me and stuck out to me. Um, and I think, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that claim to have sight and claim to see, but they don't have salvation. But it's the one, that, you know, and Jesus said he came to heal those who are sick, not those who um, are whole or well. Yeah. And so the fact that these Pharisees weren't humbling themselves and weren't recognizing, you know, that Jesus was the Son of God. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that his parents, the blind man's parents, were afraid of 
um, what the Pharisees would do and the Jewish leaders would do when they, if they said anything about Jesus being the Messiah. But the blind man, who also must have heard these same things and what would happen to people, um, was not afraid at all. In fact, he's very argumentative with the Pharisees. And I kind of love it because, and Jesus honors him for that. He's, he asks him, Do you believe in the Son of Man? And, um, and Jesus is like, you've seen the Son of Man. And the man says, yes, Lord, I believe. And he worships him. Um, and yeah, I just love it that he's like, he's very bold. And I think you just think about when us as um, believers, when we've been saved from so much, whether it's sin or whether it's um, healing that we've received or whatever, whenever God has brought us out of, it increases our boldness. Um, I definitely see it in this guy. <laughs> Yeah, kind of a point back to what Jesus was saying to the Pharisees in that story. Um, back to Luke 12. And Jesus was talking about how in verse 56, he said, You fools. And he's talking about everyone here that he's talking to in the crowd, not just the Pharisees. But you know how to interpret the weather signs of the earth and sky, but you don't know how to interpret the present times. And I feel like we really get caught in that rut as well. As the American Christian, we try to fit everything that happens here in America into the Bible. Mm-hmm whether it's revelation, whether it's what Jesus is saying, oh, he must be speaking to us. And we also um, get so caught up in so many different things that are going on that it's like, wait a minute, what's what's the important thing here? Why did Jesus came? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, you know, because how, how often do we talk about the kingdom of heaven, what that looks like, mm-hmm. and growing the kingdom of heaven and how it's grown and, and where it started? How often do we talk about repentance? How often do we talk about these things? And so... It just really was convicting to me that we know how to, you know, interpret, do all these things. But at times we either push things aside that's pretty obvious that Jesus was talking about Jesus. Jesus was talking about the gospel. Paul, these all were focused solely on the gospel. Mm. We get so caught up in the politics of the age. We get so caught up in how's America fit into the end times mm-hmm. that we just completely lose track of what are the signs? What are actual scripture? What's it, what's it saying here? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think you brought up the kingdom of God, and Jesus illustrates it a few times in this passage that we're reading today. Um, And both times Jesus is talking about how the kingdom of God starts small and grows. Um, And you just think about like how this all started back when we started the Gospels in September, of just this baby coming in a manger through such like humble circumstances. And um, that was like the seed that was planted. That's the kingdom of God. And it's grown into, uh, the disciples spreading the gospel. And now like, look at the kingdom of God, it's believers all over the world. Um, all part of the universal church that we are all, um, serving the same God, um, praying for each other. Like the fact that we can pray for each other and someone's across the world and can receive encouragement just from that. Um, it's pretty incredible. And just, yeah, that Jesus wasn't exaggerating when it says like it permeates everything and it grows into something huge because of this tiny little humble beginning when Jesus came. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then Jesus coming and, you know, kind of personifying the kingdom. Hmm. And then, you know, um, the spirit came next and then the church is what he really set for and established that yeah. just a incredible setup. Yeah, definitely. Guys, thank you so much for listening today to God's Soul Story and we'll be back tomorrow. Bye. Luke 12, 35. 
Be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast. Then you'll be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. I tell you the truth, he himself will seat them, put on an apron, and serve them as they sit and eat. He may come in the middle of the night or just before dawn, but whenever he comes, he will reward the servants who are ready. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Peter asked, Lord, is that an illustration just for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, A faithful, sensible servant is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I tell you the truth, the master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. But what if the servant thinks, my master won't be back for a while, and he begins beating the other servants, partying and getting drunk? The master will return unannounced and unexpected, and he will cut the servant into pieces and banish him with the unfaithful. And a servant who knows what the master wants but isn't prepared and doesn't carry out those instructions will be severely punished. But someone who does not know and then does something wrong will be punished only lately. When someone who has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. I have come to set the world on fire, and I wish it were already burning. I have a terrible baptism of suffering ahead of me, and I am under a heavy burden until it is accomplished. Do you think I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I have come to divide people against each other. From now on, families will be split apart, three in favor of me and two against, or two in favor and three against. Father will be divided against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Then Jesus turned to the crowd and said, When you see clouds beginning to form in the west, you say, Here comes a shower, and you are right. When the south wind blows, you say, Today will be a scorcher, and it is. You fools, you know how to interpret the weather signs of the earth and sky, but you don't know how to interpret the present times. Why can't you decide for yourselves what is right? When you are on the way to court with your accuser, try to settle the matter before you get there. Otherwise, your accuser may drag you before the judge who will hand you over to an officer who will throw you into prison. And if that happens, you won't be free again until you have paid the very last penny. About this time, Jesus was informed that Pilate had murdered some people from Galilee as they were offering sacrifices at the temple. Do you think those Galileans were worse sinners than all the other people from Galilee? Jesus asked. Is that why they suffered? Not at all. And you will perish too unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. And what about the 18 people who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them? Were they the worst sinners in Jerusalem? No, and I tell you again that unless you repent, you will perish too. Then Jesus told this story. A man planted a fig tree in his garden and came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it. But he was always disappointed. Finally, he said to his gardener, I've waited three years and there hasn't been a single fig. Cut it down. It's just taking up space in the garden. The gardener answered, Sir, give it one more chance. Leave it another year and I'll give it special attention and plenty of fertilizer. If we get figs next year, fine. If not, then you can cut it down. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, he saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. She had been bent double for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. Then he touched her and instantly she could stand straight. How she praised God. But the leader in charge of the synagogue was indignant that Jesus had healed her on the Sabbath day. There are six days of the week for working, he said to the crowd. Come on those days to be healed and not on the Sabbath. 
But the Lord replied, you hypocrites, each of you works on the Sabbath day. Don't you untie your ox or your donkey from its stall on the Sabbath and lead it out for water? This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? This shamed his enemies, but all the people rejoiced at the wonderful things he did. Then Jesus said, what is the kingdom of God like? How can I illustrate it? It's like a tiny mustard seed that a man plants in a garden. It grows and becomes a tree and the birds make nests in its branches. He also asked, what else is the kingdom of God like? It's like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. John 9, 1. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so that the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned by the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. Then he spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means scent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. His neighbors and others who knew him as a blind beggar said to each other, Isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said he was, and others said, No, he just looks like him. But the beggar kept saying, Yes, I am the same one. They asked, Who healed you? What happened? He told them, The man they called Jesus made mud and spread it over my eyes and told me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash yourself. So I went and washed, and now I can see. Where is he now? They asked. I don't know, he replied. Then they took the man who had been blind to the Pharisees, because it was on the Sabbath that Jesus had made the mud and healed him. The Pharisees asked the man all about it, so he told them, He put the mud over my eyes, and when I washed it away, I could see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man Jesus is not from God, for he is working on the Sabbath. Others said, But how could an ordinary sinner do such miraculous signs? So there was a deep division of opinion among them. Then the Pharisees again questioned the man who had been blind and demanded, What's your opinion about this man who healed you? The man replied, I think he must be a prophet. The Jewish leaders still refused to believe the man had been blind and could now see, so they called in his parents. They asked him, Is this your son? Was he born blind? If so, how can he see now? His parents replied, We know this is our son, that he was born blind, but we don't know how he can see or who healed him. Ask him. He is old enough to speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who had announced that anyone saying Jesus was the Messiah would be expelled from the synagogue. That's why they said, he is old enough, ask him. So for the second time, they called in the man who had been blind and told him, God should get the glory for this because we know this man, Jesus, is a sinner. I don't know whether he is a sinner, the man replied, but I know this. I was blind and now I can see. But what did he do? They asked. How did he heal you? Look, the man exclaimed, I told you once, didn't you listen? Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they cursed him and said, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know God spoke to Moses, but we don't even know where this man comes from. Why, that's very strange, the man replied. He healed my eyes, and yet you don't know where he comes from? We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but he is ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. Ever since the world began, no one has been able to open the eyes of someone born blind. If this man were not from God, he couldn't have done it. You were born a total sinner, they answered. Are you trying to teach us? And they threw him out of the synagogue. When Jesus heard what had happened, he found the man and asked, Do you believe in the Son of Man? The man answered, Who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. You have seen him, Jesus said, and he is speaking to you. Yes, Lord, I believe, the man said, and he worshiped Jesus. 
Then Jesus told him, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind, and to show those who think they see that they are blind. Some Pharisees who were standing nearby heard him and asked, Are you saying we're blind? If you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty, Jesus replied, but you remain guilty because you claim you can see. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.